You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, so the next one made his preseason debut last night around the NHL. Mm-hmm. Sabres played their third straight exhibition game. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you've watched, spent the last three nights glued to the tube watching Sabre preseason hockey. I don't know. I watched Sabres. I, have... I, watched, uh, I watched Golden Boy. Oh. Well, before we get to that, I have new bed sheets. Now get this. You love crawling into bed, right? After a nice hot tub that turns to a cold tub, climb into the sheets. I bet you got about an 8,000 thread count sheet over there. Some satin or silk, something or rather. But guys like me, I ordered my sheets online uh, last week. 1,000 thread count. I don't know what that means. I honestly have no idea what that means. Sounded high. It's like 500, 600, 700, 800. Yeah, I get the thousand. It sounds like a lot. And they were expensive. Like sheets are, bed sheets aren't fucking cheap, man. You wouldn't know. I guarantee you wouldn't know because I bet you've never bought them before. I guarantee you've never bought bed sheets in your life. True statement. Hey, where where are we going with this? I buy the bed sheets. They arrive. Yep. They don't fit the bed. They do not I fit take the them, bed. I take them out of the box. They feel like then, sandpaper. No, they're so amazing. So amazing. Okay. So I feel them and I'm just kind of like, can I just throw these on the bed? right now or do i have to wash them I so because they, they felt so nice i just wanted to go line i just wanted to go roll around naked in my bed on them okay after the second night of beef stroganoff <laughs> so i throw them in the washing machine silky smooth pull them out they feel great i throw them in the dryer i take them out 
I don't know what happened. I don't know if I burned these fucking things or what, but it felt like, like you ever lay on burnt grass in the summertime and it like itches your back. <laughs> no way. I don't know what happened. So I put them on anyway. So I put them on the bed anyway. Thought I'd take them for a run. I swear to God, I thought I was, I thought I was sleeping in a sleeping bag of sandpaper. Really, that's yeah, disappointing. I was so disappointed. I I don't even know what to do. I don't I don't know what to do. Like, they were enough money that I want to send them back. Okay, like they were they were like well they were over one hundred and fifty bucks. Okay, I don't know if that's a lot. Maybe closer to two hundred bucks for fucking bed sheets. Like, I mean, are we serious here? Are you serious? You paid two. You paid a hundred and fifty bucks for bed sheets. Yeah, that's not expensive. Pete. Yellow cases. No that's wonder not. you wash them once, and now they're sandpaper. Why? How much like, are fucking? Not... How much? How much are bed sheets? These were on sale. They were like listen, regular I, like two thirty. I got them for like one sixty, one fifty. So, so you you before you told this really boring story about your bed sheets. Was it boring? And you you you're, you're sitting there and you're like, oh, well, I know that you don't know anything about bed sheets and this and that. <laughs> I beg to differ. I am a bed sheet guy. We <laughs> just got new bed sheets right now, and I'm pointing to them right now. There, Petey. Okay. Are they on the bed or are they off the bed? They're off the bed. They're off the bed. They haven't been put on yet. They were washed and they're still silky smooth. Get out of And here. on top of that, I'm a big pillow guy. Like, I mean, I need the perfect pillow. I need an extra long pillow. Okay. Not this like, you know, little pillow that's a foot long. I want an extra long pillow and I want it to be not hard, but not soft. I need it right in the middle. So I, I, I tell my wife um, that I want a new pillow because the pillow that I've had, I've had it for a long time. I love it, but it's starting to lose the feathers, right? Okay, starting to get a little thin for me. So I say to my wife, There's not a softer can conversation you get me, two guys. Can you get me another pillow like the one I have? She goes, yeah, sure. She starts looking at him. I'm not even going to tell you that I'm the people that know bed sheets, good bed sheets and really good pillows. People out there will know exactly what I'm okay, talking. So about. how much were they? I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you what my, I paid for the pillow. Not the, I don't care about the pillow. I care about the bed sheets. How much were the bed sheets? I'm not telling you why I'm not telling you because they're not 150 bucks. I'll tell you that. I'm not laying in sandpaper there, bud. <laughs> well, I ordered new ones. I ordered new ones. Listen, I mean, sure. you can order 10 I, pairs of new listen, ones. And, no, uh, I didn't order the same. I ordered new ones. Okay. Anyway, maybe this time you just might want to forget the washing. Just throw them on the bed and, and enjoy them for a couple <laughs> For a couple days, you know. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I, after someone's folded anyway. those fucking things and they're they're bugged. well now that everybody is completely left after the whistle show because they're they don't want to listen to you talk about bloody bed sheets and your sandpaper shit washer and dryer or whatever the hell you did. Call the guy who is very much a bed sheet guy and a pillow guy. Because uh, you you would automatically think that I don't like those that's type of I have four kids, man. I have four kids. There's freaking bed sheets everywhere. They're constantly washing shit. Do you anyway. know how to fold the sheet that goes over the mattress? Like, can you actually fold that perfectly? I just yes. fucking roll. I just roll that thing up and stuff Come on, in man. the closet. Oh, stop. Stop. I just can't. What what do I do every day? Like I literally <laughs> do this. I literally do this pot every it's day. The it most, takes us a couple hours, it's right? It's the worst. It's listen, it's the worst. You're telling me that you know how to fold those sheets with the elastic things that go around the corners yes. of the bed. Hundred thousand percent. I am Petey, how many days have you called me after we do our show? Yeah, it takes a couple hours in the morning. What am I doing thing. later on in the day? Yeah, you're cleaning. every single day. But vacuuming is one thing. I threw my back out on Monday. 
I threw my back out on my, remember I told you about that? I threw my back out on Monday. I had to lay down on the floor in the living room for an hour because I threw my back out, popped my uh, lower back and uh, feels better now. Thank you everyone for, for listening, but I'm Mrs. Doubtfire, man. I am literally Mrs. Doubtfire at home. That's what I love to do. It's, it maybe you can call it a passion, Why? or maybe I have an issue of cleaning. <laughs> I have a, I have four kids. I have a, a wife, and I have two dogs. And everybody in this house is a pig. That's what I think. I am anal when it comes to uh, neatness and uh, things put away. So it's like I have my routine. I do the entire house every single day, and I feel good about it for a couple hours of the day when no one is here, and I'm by myself. It's glorious. And then all hell hell breaks loose uh, at the end of the day, and uh, it's Groundhog Day. Do it again uh, the next day. I ordered bamboo sheets. You ever heard of these? Someone was uh, telling me about them recently. So instead of instead of this this sandpaper I bought, I ordered the bamboo sheets. They're apparently the new hot thing. So maybe maybe I'll just turn into a koala bear. Hey. Andy, ever been in a car crash? Actually, you know what? I know you have because you're a terrible driver. What's your point? I'd call my friends at Salino Law. 800-555-5555. Well, I think it's the moment the hockey world's been waiting for for the last few years. We've talked about him enough over the years since he was 15. He had the OT assist to Athanasiu. And I don't know what was more impressive, the pass Pass. I mean, was it that impressive? I mean, fuck, the kid sauced it under the guy's forehand. He went backhand. It was great. Good for him. Good moment for him. But I couldn't believe how fast Athanasiu was skating. Super fast hockey player, man. His asset, like, I mean, butcher this damn name. And Athanasiu, Athanasiu. There's a couple different ways I've heard it. Athanasiu. Afanasu, yeah. Okay. Afanasu. Anyway, he is a scud missile. And in, in today's game, if you have above average skating for the above average, do you, do you get what I'm saying? He's not an average skater. And I'm not even talking about the average skaters in the league. I'm talking about the above average skaters. And Anastasio is above them. He's got an asset in in today's game. That is probably the most important thing that you need. You need skating and you need hockey IQ. Now his hockey IQ is, is uh solid. Okay. It's a, he's, he's a really good player, but his skating ability is completely off the chart, which makes him very, very dangerous every single time he's on the ice. But I will say this. I watched, I watched Chicago game last night. I don't know if did you watch the whole thing? Did you did you watch it? No. Sorry, was he, I obligated he to watch looked the Hawks real, game last he night? He looked real solid. Uh Connor Bedard looked really solid. Um, but a, a great conversation with my my nineteen year old son Nate, um, who, you know, he's he's obsessed with with watching all these all these younger players because he he played against Connor Bedard. So now that these guys, Adam Fantilli, he wanted to watch a, a Columbus Blue Jackets game the other night. And I'm like, why? Why would you ever want to do that? He's like, Adam Fantilli. He played for the, the uh, um, Toronto uh, uh, Junior Canadians. And we played against them for years. So um, it's just being able to, to pl- watch the players that he used to play against. So he's excited about that. So when we sat and watched probably like the first two periods of play. Um, I asked Nate, I said, so, you know, in this short, in this very short um, sample size of Connor Bedard, where do you see him to a Connor McDavid back in the day when he came in? And he he said he he said to me and you you can ex- and th- these are just discussions that we're having as we're watching this young man play he's 18 years old he looked fantastic um he was a noticeable player on the ice 
but I, I said, I don't think he's going to be at the same level as Connor Bedard or, or as Connor, um, Connor McDavid. That's just because Connor McDavid's skill level is elite, elite, but he also is the greatest skater to ever don skates. Connor Bedard, I don't think possesses the same type of, of skating, but his hockey IQ and his shot are, are super elite. So Luke Tuck's old roommate is Drew Comesso, second round pick goalie, second or third round pick goalie to Chicago. Okay. He um he's at camp, and I guess he was telling Luke that this Bedard has the best shot and release that he's ever seen. I don't want to put point production or point predictions on this kid because I just think that's unfair. He's going to a just an incredibly shitty team, or are they? They've done some moves in the offseason to make their roster look a little bit different. In fact, they're talking well, they're talking about he and Taylor Hall playing together. Great. Order the rings. I think Taylor I, that's Hall. That's not what stinks. I was saying. I didn't say they'd be what? I think he stinks. I think Taylor Hall stinks. I think he had one awesome year, and that was like five years ago in New Jersey. And ever since then, for me, he's been average. He's been overhyped. He was overhyped when we got him here in Buffalo. We paid him $8 million. Do you think he was an $8 million player? With what you watched for an entire year? No, but okay. but that was, hold on a second. Well, that was, was it eight or six? Eight. And he got a million dollar bonus during COVID. Um, that was desperate. Desperate times called for desperate measures. No, that's not a desperate. That was not desperate. That was a genius. And it I mean, a, well, genius Jack, play. the rumors of Jack asking for a trade that offseason. And that's when Kevin Adams goes and gets Eric Stahl without Eric Stahl giving permission to even come here. And he goes and, and signs Taylor Hall to a one year deal. Which I thought was genius. Now, Kevin Adams. In, uh, in acquired a completely broken team, broken morale wise, broken everywhere. When Kevin Adams took this team over, it was a disaster. But instead of completely tearing it down to the shreds, he elected when he was just hired to try and salvage something and see if we can build around Connor. Um, around Jack Eichel and around Sam Reinhart and, and, and players along this nature. Okay. They were super young, high-end players. Kevin Adams goes out and he makes a one-year deal, a one-year signing at 8 million bucks for, for Taylor Hall. I thought it was genius. We talked about a veteran centerman. Eric Stahl fit the bill. I mean, it was what he did, what Kevin Adams did at that time he realized that he he needed to make a, a push to make the team better, some veteran leadership, all this kind of stuff. He did exactly what everyone on the on, on Sabres planet would want. Okay. Now here's the thing. It didn't turn out. Eric Stahl looked like he was 55 years old playing the game of hockey. You have Taylor Hall, who was so so underwhelming. Like, I mean, he had three goals in what? How many games? I don't remember. Start the season. It was insane. He, he Like, okay. he couldn't. All I'm saying is we go back to Chicago making a signing for Taylor Hall. And to me, I think Taylor Hall has been overrated for many, many years. So you're talking like, oh, well, you know, Taylor Hall is going to be playing with uh, Connor Bedard. You know what? Maybe that's not the guy you want with him. Maybe Connor Bedard makes a guy like Athanasu, Athanasiu, however we pronounce it, makes turns him back into the 20-plus, maybe 30-goal scorer that he can be. He's so fast. I've liked him for a long time. I don't know why he's bounced around so much. If I'm not mistaken, I think he started in Detroit? No, he was in Detroit. He was been Detroit, in Edmonton. Maybe I think he may have gone to LA. Is that does that kind of well? He was in right Edmonton. 
I've got him right here. I'm going to say he started in Detroit, and he had a 20-goal season there. Then he ended up in Edmonton and obviously now Chicago, but I feel like he's on his fourth team or something. Started with Detroit and played there for five years. years five okay? years. Okay. Had some had some pretty good years. Had an yeah. 18 goal year, a 16 goal year, a 30 goal year. 30. Yeah. I know he scored. I thought he scored over his 20. last year in, in, in Detroit. Uh he played 46 games, had 24 points and 10 goals. Then he was traded to Edmonton. He was there in Edmonton for only nine games. Then he signed with the LA LA Kings. So he played two years in LA, had some had some issues with injuries. And now he's uh he signed with Chicago Blackhawks, had a nice season, had 20 goals and 40 points on a on the on on the worst team in the league. Yeah, I remember uh, I remember I, I don't know why, but talking about him years ago saying that's a, a guy you should go and try and get. We talked about him on the old instigator show. Yeah. Years yeah. ago. Anyway, okay. Well, Connor Bedard made his uh, debut. I'm excited to see him play. I'll watch his first NHL game, and I'll follow him this year for sure. I think the entire hockey world will. But I don't know what to expect. Is 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 it unfair to say that he might only have 65 or 70 points? Who? Bedard. Oh, my God. Is that ridiculous? This team, Chicago stinks. Chicago stinks. They are in a complete rebuild, okay? They did a nice job by bringing in, here's the thing, Taylor Hall, who's an older guy, 31 years old, been in the league for 13 years. They have Tyler Johnson there, okay? Former uh, Tampa Bay Lightning who who knows how to win games. Uh, they, they brought Nick Foligno in, 35-year-old Nick Foligno. 38-year-old Corey Perry. These are guys that are excellent, excellent, excellent leaders. So that is that is, those are the players that are going to be surrounding Connor Bedard moving forward. But this team, this team's, you know, prospect. All right. So how, so answer my question then. How many points? Is you know, that like he he's said going 60, to get points? Because he is going to be given every opportunity on the on the power play is ultimately where a okay. lot of these guys over, get points, uh, right? So set an over under 65, 70, 60. Mm, What's an over under? I, th line? Uh, I think I, I think the line could be um 60. I think the line could be around 55 to 60. 50, as low as 55? That's an over bet all day long. 55 points. I'm talking healthy. Okay. Okay. If he if he's injured, you have to can do you, a point can per Can you game. do me a favor and, and, and just give me a second? To do what? What do you need to do? I'm going to look up Chicago from last oh, year. Just, no, no, no. No, listen to me. I'm like, going to look up Chicago. Did McDavid from go last to a great year. team? He had 47 points in 45 games. Crosby put up 100. Ovechkin put up 100. Matthews put up 40 goals. I mean, what are we talking about here? Who's some other? Jack Hughes didn't necessarily explode onto the scene take any defenseman out of the equation 55 points on a shitty team are you serious you just said he's going to get every opportunity he's going to be on the power play he's going to play do top me line. a favor just do me a favor and go and look up the chicago blackhawks last year and what i'm looking for is who was the leader on the team in points that's what I want to know. I want to know who is the leader on the team in points last year. Do you have it in front of you? I don't. Yes. Wasn't Patrick Kane. 52 points. Who? 
What do you mean? Who did I just get? Was it fifty-two points? No, leading leading score on the team last year. Leading was score was Max Radish, Domi. and I'm going to say it's Max Domi. Oh, Max 40, Domi four, led the in points. Forty-nine points, and he only played sixty games. He got traded to Dallas. Remember? Yeah. yeah. And it is that did the Radish kid? Radish he played, scored twenty, right? He scored twenty. Is was that the highest? Uh, Athanasu had twenty. Kids, yeah, fifty-five is the line. I'm going to say under. <laughs> no. That's what I'm saying. Like it, no, it it's get... not that it's not that Connor Bedard cannot produce 80 points next year in this league. The reality in any league, any league, you have to play with great players, players that you can make better, but also players that can make you better. I'm looking at Connor Bedard, and I think he's going to be playing against the best defenders the best lines like the top line and he's going to play against the top D pairing every single night. You want to know why? Because they don't have anybody else to back him up. So he is going to have one hell of a tough season. Most of his points are going to come on the power play. So give me a number over under Give me a line. It's not 55. We're not setting it at 55. 60 points over under. I will go over. I'll go over. Um, I think I think Connor Bedard is is uh I'm not gonna call him a generational talent because I'm not gonna put him in the same category as a Sidney Crosby that came into this league what 18 years ago. I'm not putting him in that category. I'm not going to put him in a Connor McDavid category that came 10 years after Sidney Crosby and, and, and uh, uh, Alex Ovechkin. Those are generational talents. Um, now, 10 years later, we're talking about Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard has blown away the WHL. He's blown away the uh, World Junior Championships uh, in scoring and everything else and set records. But I think um, I think when this young man is surrounded by other super high-end talented players, he is going to explode because I think he's I think he's great. I think he's a great hockey player, but I don't see him as being a generational talent. Would you agree with that? Or like Austin Matthews scored 40 goals in his first year. Austin Matthews has scored 60 goals in the NHL, only one of how many three players in the last i don't know how many years have scored 60 there's um stamkos there's ovechkin i think no 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 i will take that back pasternak this year scored 60 so mcdavid did you say mcdavid yeah so there's there's been a very few players that have scored 60 goals now would you think that austin matthews is a generational talent like who is a generational talent? Am I right by saying Sidney Crosby and Ovechkin are generational talents? Oh, absolutely. Okay, and who beyond them? They well, were drafted. Why, in two, why, why do one was drafted one, in two thousand four? One, one's drafted in two thousand five. Why do number one overall picks have to be the only generational talent? Like, look at uh, look at Ovechkin's draft. One two was Malkin Ovechkin or Ovechkin Malkin. Malkin's a generational talent. Guy's a fucking freak, man. I'm not, you don't have to be a number one overall pick to be a generational talent. Like Evgeny Malkin, I remember he was drafted. There was the lockout year, and Chris Drury was skating out in LA at that Health South facility. And they had to draw the curtain because there was so much media there to see Malkin in LA. In this is before the summer. There was so much hype around this guy coming into the league. It yeah. was absolutely insane because he had been drafted and then went back to Russia for another another year while the entire NHL was on hold. Malkin's a generational talent. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon is a generational talent. Sorry, but I'm not giving them generational talent status. Generational talents are, are kids that come along one every decade. 
uh, Evgeny Malkin is not a generational. Look talent. at that whole gap of that whole timetable of how many great young players came out of that five year span. Crosby. Yep. Malkin. So are Ovechkin. we putting are we putting Nate McKinnon in the same category as as um Sidney Crosby? Well, I need to say One's something. One's the here. face I'm of the league on. for the I, for a decade. I need to say he's also he, he didn't burst on the scene like Crosby did. Okay. He exactly. had a he Exactly. He was also playing for Colorado, who was completely dog shit. So what and Pittsburgh wasn't? Well, Pittsburgh at least built around them. They had a fucking Mario came back. They went and got Gonchar. They got Roberts. They got veteran players. Recky. Yep. No, Garen. Recky. Bill Garen. Yeah. Garen Bill Garen was there. Like, yeah. Come on. Like they surrounded him within two years. He was, he was in the finals. So McKinnon, if I had to pick today, just a forward to just a forward. Right now, one forward to take on my team number one overall in the league. I'm telling you right now, I don't know that I wouldn't consider Nate McKinnon. He's as fast as McDavid. Yeah. Way more physical. Yeah. He's a superstar. Just like um, Matthew Kachuk is a superstar. And Roberts from Dallas is a superstar. And just like Pasternak is a superstar. There's a lot of superstars. When I talk superstars, I talk guys that are super elite of the league. But then there's the, then there's the player that is a generational talent that only comes along one every decade. And you can go back. Sidney Crosby came in in 2005. I think he was drafted. Who is the generational talent 10 years or longer before him? Lindros. 1991. Eric Lindros drafted to the Quebec Nordiques. Goddamn right. Eric Lindros was the biggest name player to ever enter the NHL in the last 30, 40 years. Would you agree with that? So Eric Lindros was drafted in 1991. His name was bigger than any player that has ever been drafted. Probably, Joe, Thornton, probably, Joe Thornton certainly had a lot of high praise and, and high regard. I remember yes, that. Yes, he was, Joe but Thornton's he wasn't considered. Was, they yes, he was. Talk, he was a, so he was, he was a generate he was a uh um exceptional status kids no he wasn't no they didn't have exceptional status back then he didn't play when he was 15 was he 16? played when he was 16 okay just like everybody else is playing when they're 16 two years before his draft year he put up 30 goals 76 points and then the next year he put i mean he 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 just had that unbelievably terrible year his first year in the league his first okay. two years in the league were were a tough adjustment. So Alex Ovechkin scored 52 goals and had 108 points in his first year in the NHL. Exceptional status hockey player. Well, so, Alexander Sidney, Sidney Crosby like came in, in, in that year and had 102 points, and I think he scored 40. I'm not 100% sure, but he, he had like four, uh, Sidney Crosby in his first year scored, I think, 40 goals and had 102 points. That is an, an exceptional status hockey. Goals. 39 goals. How many yeah. points? Terrible. 102. 102. He also had 110 penalty minutes. That's because he was a dickhead. Everybody wanted to kill Sidney Crosby because he was a mouthy little shit. And he learned, he kind of learned to keep his mouth shut, but oh my God, was he whiny. That's why he, how many 10 minutes misconducts do you think he had in his, in his first year? Bet you seven. Cause he wouldn't shut his mouth. He is whining constantly. Go look it up. I bet you, you would laugh your head off. Anyway, exceptional status. You have Ovech, you have 1991, Eric Lindros. Then you fast forward to 2004. You have Ovechkin. The next year, you have Sidney Crosby in 2005, generational talents. 
And we haven't seen a guy since then that has hit a plateau of exceptional status until we have Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid has exploded onto the scenes. He's had over a point a game since he's come into the league. How many hundred point seasons has he has he had? Five? Uh, I think every year after his first. It's insane. Like he is he is truly a generational talent. And then you move from Connor McDavid, who was drafted what year? Do you, do you remember? 15. 2015, right? Excellent. So nine years later, or eight years later, you have a you know the the biggest named hockey player in Connor Bedard. And and it's going to be it's going to be a discussion that we can't have right now. I don't Con- see Connor Bedard as a generational talent. I okay. see him as a super, super insanely high end player. Like, you know, John Tavares, um, Steve Stamkos, uh, players along that nature have had insanely, insanely um, great careers but they're not generational talent players. Joe Thornton has had a, has had an insane career. He's not a generational talent. Okay. He's a hockey Uh, hall of famer. He's not a generational talent. Connor McDavid has 850 points in 569 games. He could hit a thousand points this year. What is he at? 801? 50. So here's yeah. the other thing too. There was one year where he didn't have 100 points. He had played 64 games. That was a COVID year. He was 64 three... games, and he had how many points? 97. That's, That's it. it. Yeah. That's it, eh? So he missed what is that? Uh, 20 missed 18 games. So chalk up another 22 points to that, maybe. So say 23. Sweet, that has 120 there. Then he had 105 and 56 in, during COVID. Playing against the same division the whole time, but that's yeah. fine. Not going to hold that against him. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a point machine. He's a highlight reel. He's the greatest player, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm not disrespecting. Do you know what his Wayne playoff stats are? Lemieux. I'm not re- disrespecting anybody back in their time when they were the greatest players on the planet. But Connor McDavid, to me, is the greatest player to ever don skates as of. 2023. Do you know what his playoff stats are? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's played 49 uh, games. I'll tell you 49. that. Okay, 49. And I'm going to say that he has, um, he's going to, what would he have? 49 games played. I'm going to say uh, 92. 75. Yeah. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. The only comment I make about about generational talents are I think of all the players you just mentioned from back in the day, Gretzky, Lemieux, and all these other ones, I think the one superstar whose game would automatically translate still into today's game 
is Mario Lemieux. Speaking of Mario Lemieux. And I, I have another one. I have another one because I had well, a, a discussion. No, I had, no, 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 no. I'm not Pavel talking Biggie. I don't think Big E. Oh, Pavel Burry is a good one. No, it's a defenseman. And I had an argument with uh, my uh, with my son on who is a better defenseman. Who would be the best defenseman that did not play in this era? Who would be the best defenseman and who would absolutely shred it if he was playing in this era? Paul Coffey, for sure. There you go. I argued with my son. Kale McCarr is Paul Coffey. Well, here's the discussion I had. Well, here's the thing. Kale McCarr is Paul Coffey because if you put Kale McCarr back then, he'd put up the same points as Coffey. I'm not. I'm going to take away the wooden sticks. I'm going to take away all of that. Coffey had what 120 something points one year, 130. Okay, so Paul Coffey had an 89 point, a 96 point, a 126, yeah. 121, yeah. 138. 113, 103 point years. Yeah. Playing in an era where they chop your fucking head off. Playing in pretty, an era he where was pretty, he, was he was one of... Tough uh, too. Well, he, he, he's not a small guy. He's six feet, 200 pounds. But he his skating, when you look back to that era, his skating was like Bobby Orr. Like, I mean, they were... They were not anywhere near. They were just on a completely different stratosphere in the way that they skated. Like Paul Coffey was probably even in today's game. It's going to be now. Kale McCarr. The goalies, might, the goalies sucked. So every goal and assist that he got take away 30 or 40 points of one of those monster years. That's 90 points. That's Kale McCarr. Sorry, it's true. That's it, 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 Kale McCarr and Paul Coffey. Okay, are well, almost if, if you're identical. gonna do that, then you can take Wayne Gretzky's uh, two thousand eight hundred points and shove them up his ass because the goaltender sucks shit and the league sucked. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what you just said about. Uh, well, take away 30, 40 points I, from uh, yeah. Paul Coffey, and now you have Kale McCarr. No, that's hold not hold on the a way second. Can I ask you something? How many points do you think Wayne Gretzky would get in today's day? Say he trained, say he did all that, say he had a, a graphite stick or whatever the material is now. How many points would he get? 70? 65? Like we're talking about Sam Reinhardt here. Not fast, but quick enough. Deceiving shot, great passer, really smart, thinks ahead of the play, 70 you points just, for Gretzky. You just said to me... Seven Wayne Gretzky is like Sam Reinhardt. I'm saying it's like the comparison for me. Gretzky would get 70 points. 75 points in today's game. So, Paul Coffey would still get This is a goddamn guy that was getting 230, 210, 200. Fuck. Look at the slap shot goal on Mike Vernon in the okay. playoffs. Calgary over the shoulder. Like, like So what Vernon, are we doing here? What, what, what are we doing here? What are we doing here, Andrew? We're discrediting Wayne. Yeah, we're, we're discrediting the greatest joking. hockey player to ever don skate. Smartest. We're, we're for discrediting sure. the Highest greatest total. offensive defenseman in the history of the league. Sorry, uh, you know, Bobby Orr, but I'm 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 gonna go with you know the um fifteen hundred and thirty-one points that Paul Coffey played over fourteen hundred games. Um Paul Coffey is is a freak. He's an absolute freak of nature. Not only does he have 1,531 points, 1,531 points. He also had 1,800 penalty minutes. He was no puppy. And I don't want to discredit, well, if you would have played today, it would have been 50 less points because the goaltenders suck. 
that's just you could go back to Morris Rock, uh, the uh, the Rocket Richard, or the Jean Beliveau back when they're playing for the Canadians, or Guy Lafleur back in the time, and discredit all what they did at their time. You can't do that. Every era is different. Every era is different. Wayne Gretzky's the greatest player to ever play this game. It's undeniable. It is shown with Stanley Cups, how he's played. He's got every bloody scoring okay, title. Okay, fine. Scoring I, get title. I get it. I get it. Okay. Tell me, uh, so speaking I love of Paul Lemieux, Coffey I when I was a kid. Jesus. Tate Thompson is maybe the closest thing to Mario Lemieux that I've seen. And that's, you're, look who you're talking to. I mean, I am a Mario Lemieux. Yeah, yeah. You, you're uh, you're a little hung fan. up on on the the big uh but I mean, Mario. if you're watching Tage Thompson and you look at the size of him and the reach and the way he pulls the puck from one side to the other with his long body, I mean, his long arms, the guy, is, yep. he's got that reach around the goalie's pads. Yep. Is there a button there? He was the 11th best centerman on the NHL uh, top 20 centerman list. I, I I read an article that he was 10th. Okay. Um, And uh, listen, I mean, what makes a great centerman in the NHL points? Is that what it comes down to? Depends on it. Really depends on what you're talking about. Depends on well, what you're looking for. Talking about the position. Talking about playing the position the best to help your team win. Is it points? Well, when I when I ask you, uh, I'll ask you just a couple questions. When I talk about Connor McDavid, he is the what is he? What does he do well? Offense. What does he do well? Tell me, describe him for me. Skates. Skating fast. is super elite. Ability to score. I don't know that he's ability the best to defensive. Play. I don't know if he's the best defensive. You want to, has he won a cup yet? Obviously, I know the answer. Okay, so what about Patrice Bergeron? He doesn't score as many points as... Uh, as um, well, this he's is the number one center. He's the number one center, but he's won a Stanley Cup. Sidney Crosby, when you, when you look at Sidney Crosby, you, you think of what do you think of offensive dynamo like Connor McDavid? No, you think of, you think of ultimately the smartest, the most competitive he's offensive. He's defensive. He plays the game the right way. And that's translated into what three Stanley cups. When you look at another team that has had tons of success and look at their number one center, when I when I mentioned Chicago Blackhawks, Jonathan Taves was what? Was he? Did he score 100, 100 points a year? Did he have fifty five goals a year? No, he was the best two way player in the league. He not only he was like a Bergeron. He scored his thirty goals. He put up his uh, seventy to eighty points, uh, maybe sometimes less in certain years. But he was a valuable asset at both ends of the ice, and he's won multiple Stanley Cups. You look at all the best players, um, the best centermen. They have the ability to play the two hundred foot game. Now, if you want highlight reels, then Connor da- Connor McDavid's your guy. He is. He's your guy. Remember, do you remember the coach? And I don't know who this coach was. I think it was Alex Ovechkin. Was playing on a team. A new coach was hired. The coach went to uh, Alex Ovechkin and said, listen, you need to work on your defensive game. Your your defensive game stinks to high hell, okay. And Alex Ovechkin changed his mindset, played a little bit differently. Um, and a couple years later, won a Stanley Cup. Alex Ovechkin had eighty seven points that year. 80, he didn't have over 100, 120. He had 87 points when he won the Stanley Cup that year. Changed his game a little bit. 
Yes, did it take a little bit away from his offense? Yes, it did. He still scored 49 that year. But it was better for his hockey team. So when we go back to talking about Tage Thompson, we know he's skilled. We know he has the ability to score. He's He can put points in the board on the power play. He's a lethal, lethal player. The team in Buffalo scored, I think, the fourth most goals in the NHL last year. Here's the problem. They missed the playoffs. They missed the playoffs. And with all those goals that were scored by, by, by a team, you had a team that missed the playoffs and a lot of the players were minus. Well, love Tage Thompson, but I hope that he doesn't feel like he has to go and score 100 points to justify his game. I think winning games, winning games as a team, we need Tage Thompson to produce offensively, but we also need him to be a great defender too. That's kind of where I'm at. Do you agree with that? or? Yeah, well, of course. Of course, I, I don't even. I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I, I don't. He, I don't think he was blowing anyone away in the faceoff circle last year, was he? Um, I don't think he was kicking ass in the faceoffs. I don't even think he took all the faceoffs all the time. It's a good question. Um, I don't think that he was at the top of the list in faceoffs. No, where the top, not. the top guys, Bergeron, Ryan O'Reilly. There's certain guys in the league that sit up around high fifties, I think, or into maybe the low, low sixty. If you're in that range, you're 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 an elite, an elite faceoff guy in the league. Like, or he might have been like in the forties. He was forty three percent total percentage. Offensive zone, 38%. Defensive, 34 Neutral zone, 51 And his total face-off percentage was 43.05%. Mm. But face-offs don't matter. They don't matter, right? Do they Do they actually matter? Serious question. There used to be a... I'm not picking on anyone, but there used to be a media guy locally that would be like, face-offs don't matter. The pause is face represents are the stupidity. There is, I mean, I don't even want to comment on shredding the person that would say something like that. But when you have the puck and you control the game because you have to have the puck and you're not chasing it, that that uh, goes a long way in this game. Faceoffs are so critical in in today's game because puck possession and the skill level of the players that are on the ice all four lines all 6D are it's like never something we've ever seen before so if a if a team wins a draw they're usually dominating the play and owning the puck and having more abilities to move up ice and create scoring chances because they have the puck so that one little draw means a lot so yes, yes, it it does mean a lot. And then there are the times where you have the fourth line guys go out and your coach says, lose the draw on purpose. On the in the in the offensive. That zone. is not happening anymore. No, I know. There is at but no point. Lindy, Lindy used to tell Marzi, lose the draw or push the puck forward and then send the wingers in to just bury the Yeah, but you're talking <laughs> you're talking the guys that Lindy is doing that with. And and what he was Mar- doing that. what he was Mersey's nickname? He wasn't doing that with Danny B. What was Mersey's name? Scud Missile. Scud Missile. You get what I'm saying? And then then all of a sudden you got uh, PK Special K as we call him. Dos Boot, if you will. Dos Boot, as or, in uh, Pat Coletta, put the puck in the bloody corner. Bobby Boucher. He was. Uh, uh, he's just a, a battering ram. He, he he was extremely powerful and fast, and just wanted to put pucks in the corner to to abuse teams. That was that was that's what happened 15 years ago. The fourth lines today 
are probably just as skilled as the 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 third and and, and second lines that we had back in our in our time. Like the fourth lines are legit, legit hockey players. The game has completely changed. So there's Don Granato is not telling the fourth line center to lose the draw. So Zemgis Gergensen and Kyle Oposo on the wings can go and crash and bang. No, no. Those guys okay, are Last thing players. I'll ask you. Last thing I'll ask you. Is Patrick Kane going to be a Buffalo Saber? He's back on the ice. I don't know if you saw a video the other day of him skating, but he looks awesome. Looks really good, moving really well. Just taking his time, going to make a decision. Probably has the pick of the litter, depending on how much money he wants to make, which he doesn't need to make much. I don't imagine he'll be on a $800,000 deal, but I mean, if he's looking to win, he'll take that. But if he's looking to go and get paid and play and be a player, come to Buffalo for a couple of years. <clears throat> well, Buffalo. Could you imagine what that would Buffalo do? for the first time. If he signed here in, in for this Buff- franchise, could you, where are you going to put him? Would, where are you putting him? Where Jack Quinn is. Jack Quinn's going to come back. You're going to put him right in the NHL. Send him to Rochester for a bit. He's, he's not back till January. He's had injury history. Let him, let him rest. He's 22 years old. Let him heal. So you're, you're him. saying to me, you're saying to me, Dylan cousins, Patrick Kane, JJ Paterka. Sign me up. Okay. Or, no, I'm leaving it just like that. Casey Middlestat, Jordan Greenway, Quinn. How about Dylan Cousins, Jordan Greenway, Patrick Kane? How about Jordan Greenway, Alex, or uh, Tage Thompson, could you Patrick imagine Patrick Kane. Kane passing to fucking Jeff Skinner all the time? Put Skinner on Kane's line. Well, put Skinner with with Tuck. They have chemistry. And Middlestat was insane with those two guys. There's line one. Line two is you have the 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 young line with Cousins, Quinn, and Paterka, which was unbelievable. That's only going to continue Quinn's to get better. not here. He's going to be here. I'm talking long-term near the end of the year as things uh, move forward. Do you have anything else you want to add? No. Um, you know, bam- bamboo bed sheets are arriving today. I think Patrick <laughs> I Kane, uh, I think Patrick Kane at the age of 34 still has game, still has a lot of game left in that body. And I think if he was willing to come back to his hometown, man, would it you, the team here is already united. This group of men that are together are united. We talked about, we talked years about broken, uh, like the broken atmosphere here in Buffalo players didn't want to play here. You know, management stunk, the coaching stunk, everything stunk. Okay. Now they have their shit together. Now they have this, this oiled machine going in the right direction. Now they're fine tuning small things. Patrick Kane would be an insane. If he came in with the right attitude, he would be, I don't think he'd come here with anything but. Yeah. I think he's I think if he came here, he would be coming here to do something that the Sabres have not done for a long time. And that would be to ever. No, no, no. Ever. Playoffs. Playoffs. It's about winning a Stanley Cup. Well, that's what it's about. Let's friggin' crawl before we walk here. Let's walk before we run. Okay. Just get them in the playoffs. Could you imagine if Patrick Kane signed here and after 13 years or 12 years, they make the playoffs? It would be exciting for the fan base. It's literally like Austin Matthews finishing. But I'm going to tell you this. In Arizona one day. The coaching staff, the management staff have done a nice job of building something. Don Granato has built 
something. He has taken a fractured team that just were so in, in such a dark hole that he pulled these young players out to the light and given them a different outlook on this game. And he's, he's taken, you know, Kevin Adams has brought in players. Okay. Also got rid of players. Rasmus, Rasmus Ristolainen and, and Sam Reinhardt and, you know, um, Jack Eichel and have brought in players that want to be here, that are happy to be here, that want to wear a Buffalo uh, Sabre sweater. That there is the most important thing. And now they're building something great with such an insane group of young talent. It's mum's the word for this team moving forward. They now, they now are at, at the point when this is this just isn't about making the playoffs. It's about starting to think that this team can develop into winning the ultimate prize. They have the size. They have they have the forwards. They have the defense. You have a young goaltender that that could turn out to be just a special player. There's a lot of great stuff happening here in Buffalo. Patrick Kane would be insane to bring into this young group. All right, that'll do it for today. Next week, we're going to preview the entire season. All the divisions, player predictions, Sabre player predictions. We'll preview the entire league next week, heading into the season coming up. Have a great weekend. And, Rivs, anything you want to add? Anything you want to add? Quickly, quickly, quickly. This is your time. Have a great weekend, and come on, come on. Say it. Go Bills. There you go. Say it for the fan base.